Welcome to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. This podcast is designed specifically so you will learn how to use God's biblical strategies and spiritual warfare and to pray effectively using spiritual weapons he's given you to pull down strongholds in your life and take victory over Satan's devices. We invite you to be saved, be immersed in scripture, be encouraged, be uplifted, be empowered, be combat ready for spiritual warfare so that you will be free. You will now be connected to the podcast already in progress. And we ask, uh, Holy Spirit, that you would descend upon all that yes, are listening um, abroad and those that are listening on uh, through uh, the, the conference um, call that we have. And so we ask God for the, your protection in, this, in the high places um, and in the spiritual realm. We ask God that you would dispatch your angels yes, abroad Lord. because particularly there is something that is that the enemy, that the enemy may not want uh, your listeners to hear. So we will continue forth anyway, God. So we thank you and we honor you right now um, uh, for you and for your power in Jesus yes. name. And so we'll continue again. And we were saying that um, that the uh, obedience the word obedience we didn't like the four words which were uh, uh, that was mentioned in Webster um, which is compliance uh, with an order request or law or submission to another's authority and the four words were obedience compliance order and submission and those words we said that uh, were kind of hard for us to swallow and and it's because we enjoy our freedoms we enjoy our free will we enjoy you know us doing what we want to do and so those when you have to when you hear that word obedience compliance order it it's hard to swallow it, it means that we are kind of it, it it feels as though that we have to you know somebody's always telling us what to do and 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 it's not it's not that case that we're trying that it, you know those are trying to control your life or rule over it in, in a way that it keeps you from uh well doing many things but it, it's you know our god is a god of order and everything that he created in the universe um was made by order and so we said that the obedience to god's commands is the true sign of your love for God and um, the only way that you can know that you are obeying God um, is by knowing uh, is by knowing his word and and so the the definitions that we had for 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 obedience um, was that in the you know is what what was what Webster had for us but also too, um, we mentioned Second John one and six, and he goes on to say, "In this love, that we walk in obedience uh, to His commands, and as you have heard from the beginning, His commands is that you walk uh, in love." Um, and Exodus twenty four verse seven. 
And he took the book of the covenant and read it to the audience of the people. And they said, all that the Lord hath said, will we do and be obedient? Um, and so again, you know, obedience is what, you know, God expects us to walk in. Um, and the Greek translation for obedience is hupakoe, and it's spelled H-Y-P-A-K-O-E with the emphasis on the E. Um, and it means obedience rendered to anyone's counsel uh, and obedience shown in observing the requirements of Christianity. Uh, attentive, hearkening, meaning that we're listening for we're in, we're in, in, we're listening by implication um, and to comply with or to comply with or submit to. Um, and in the Hebrew translation for obedience was Shammai, Shammai, and it was spelled S-H-A-M-A. And it means to hear intelligently with implication of an attention, meaning that we're supposed to pay attention, uh, obedience to or to tell or to listen to or yield to um, or hear with an intention or an interest to listen to. Lori, can you take us over to Isaiah chapter one, verse 19? Sure, I can. So Isaiah chapter one, mm-hmm. verse, verse 19. 19. Mm-hmm. Sure. Again, I'm reading from the King James, the new King James version. Um, and the scripture reads, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Okay. Okay. And so, um, obedience is crucial, um, to authority. Um, and the reason obedience is so effective and important um, is that there is a spiritual, there's a rule in the spiritual realm. Um, there's a rule in the spiritual realm that empowers obedience. Um, so there's a rule there and that's the reason why. And then the rule and that one of those rules is the rule of authority relationships, the rule of authority relationships. Um, and what do I mean by that? Um, when we think about our relationships, we talk about authority relationships. The first thing that would come to mind to me, um, to kind of make that plain would be, let's look at a relationship between a, a child, uh, and a parent, uh, a child and a parent. There is an authoritative relationship that is there. There's a, um, what takes place in that relationship with that parent, um, and that child. And I'll just use, um, my example, me being a father, um, with daughters. Um, and I, and I'm going to spell that out particularly, I'm going to point that out in particular with the daughters, 
because there is a is an importance in that authoritative relationship between fathers and daughters. Um, one of the main reasons is that fathers um, are the daughter's covering. Fathers are a daughter's covering. And in respect to uh, when I claim my authority as father, um, what happens is that um, the rules in the universe that um, are there give me greater authority in my daughter's life. It gives me greater authority in my daughter's life. So as long as that relationship is close, as long as that relationship is intact, then I have the ability to uh, uh, even through. Well, let me back up. Even not only my natural relationship, with uh, my natural daughter, but also to it extends out to um, in adoption as well, in adoption as well. So the rules give me greater authority in my daughter's life and um, an authority that is there and present, which means I can uh, or I have the ability to. And it's also enhanced when um when it's acknowledged or when that relationship is close, meaning that if I have a, if anything is going on, I can cover my daughters with prayer. And because of the authority that I have as a parent and what I claim as an authority um, over my daughters, that the spirit realm, the enemy in particular has to, comply has to comply because the relationship that is there that's close between the father and the daughter and my relationship with God that gives my ability to be able to say what I will and it'll be done that is by design that's by God's design that that happens and not only do you have that not only does it work with uh that father daughter relationship, but it also, you know, it works with God. So if you look at it as well, that when we obey, you know, when we're having that close relationship with God, it enhances um, his ability to do what he wants to do and get the result that he's looking for. You have something more? Yeah. Um, and so um, what would you say um, when there is no father in the home? Let's say, for example, it's only a mother. Well, the same rule will apply to any leader or head of home. Um, there is an authority relationship that is there. Um, so it's no different uh, because we're talking about authority relationships here uh, or the rule of authority relationship. And. Um, so it doesn't matter. It, it goes for both. I use the example of a father because um, if you think about it, um, the whole process, even with marriage and how God set this thing up, the father is the daughter's covering, which means he is the authority. He's the protector over that 
over his over the daughter until which he transfers that authority to the groom or to the husband. And then he begins then to carry that mantle of authority and head of household. So you see all of this is by design um, that God is, you know, God has set up. And so this is like I said, God is uh, a God of order and he's created an orderly universe and everything uh, created around us. Um, our mind, our human body uh, works according to rules. Without any kind of rules or guidelines, you have chaos mm -hmm. and confusion. Um, we have laws. If you think about it, we've got the laws in science. Uh, we've got the laws in chemistry, laws in physics. We've got the laws in aeronautics and space. Um, and on earth there's, there's laws of gravity. Um, so we have different laws for different things and, uh, kind of stepping back a little bit. I kind of rem reminded me of my, um, when I was in the military, um, I was, um, in the military, um, and my job there was an aviation to be an aviation electrician. And so my job was to, uh, handle all electronics, on the airplane, no matter whether it was the electrical instruments, whether it was part of us, uh, um, the, the landing gear coming up and down, whether it had to do with fuel systems, the electronics ran through every system of that aircraft. And when I was going through what we called a school um, back then, you had to you, you learned everything about an airplane. You learned everything about. Um, aeronautics and flight. And so God there, there in there in itself, God is, uh, his law resides there even for flight. There's their aeronautical law of flight. Um, and if you have, let me try to explain this a little bit. So we studied everything in regards to flight and how things stayed in the air. And if you've ever thrown a Frisbee, um, it flies because of four main forces. Um, and these same four forces help an airplane fly. Um, the forces are lift, thrust, drag, and weight. Lift, thrust, drag, and weight. And as a Frisbee flies through the air, the lift holds up the Frisbee. Um, you gave the Frisbee thrust when you threw it with your arm and the air that pushes against that Frisbee is called drag. Um, and that forces that Frisbee to slow down. And then the fourth thing, there's weight that brings that Frisbee back down to the ground or back down to the earth. Um, so just in that basic principle, there are, there's the laws of flight. Um, and when you see an airplane, um, jets, helicopters, um, and so forth may flow through the sky. Um, we may take flight for granted, but knowing that there's a science behind, um, behind it, that get, you know, it gives you a better understanding of how that plane stays in the air. The wings keep an airplane up in the air. 
but the four forces um, are what makes this happen. So they push um, the plane up, the wings push the plane up and down forward um, or, or, or slow it down because these, there's what they call spoilers that are on top of the wing and those are designed to slow or change the air that flows over the wing to cause it to slow it down or you can drop the wings and they cause it to have flaps um, and those are called flaps and that also produces that extra force or that drag on the plane and then it pulls the plane down but as long as it's a smooth surface that plane or that wing um, causes that plane to, to, to lift up um, and so there's thrust um, thrust is a force that moves the aircraft in a direction of motion and it's created with with a propeller, it's created with a jet engine or even a rocket. Um, and the air is pulled in and pushed out in the opposite direction. Um, if you, a simple example of this would be a household fan. So if you turn on your household fan and on one side you feel the air pushing out and that's the air that you feel pushing in your face and on the back side of that fan there's a suction there's a sucking um action that's behind the fan so that's the suction so that's kind of that is similar to how a propeller or or even a jet engine would operate there's a there's a there's a it takes in air on one side and it pushes that out on the other so that produces your thrust um and then there's drag and drag is the force that acts in the opposite direction of the motion that that's that it's going in. So it tends to slow an object down and drag is caused by friction and 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 the differences in within air pressure. And so um, an example of that would be that you would I don't know if I used to do this as a kid all the time and I still do it as an adult. When you roll down your car window and uh, you stick your hand out the window and you kind of take your hand and you kind of uh, hold it. You take your arm and stick it straight out. And then you have your hand as flat as possible. And then you feel the air rushing against your hand. If it's straight out, uh, your, your, your arm straight. But if you do a slight deviation of your hand, you notice your hand goes up in the air without any effort at all. So the direction of that, so you feel you know, drag um, is caused, you know, by that friction, the difference in air pressure. And then an example by, you know, when you put your hand out the window, um, you feel it. Or if you turn your hand straight out, meaning it's not face down, but if you turn it straight out, then you feel that air push your arm back. That's drag. That's drag. And then weight is the force caused by gravity. And so these four forces, and I, I'm going through, you know, kind of a long dissertation but it's just to kind of give you an idea of the forces that that work that there's you know there's forces that work and even in aeronautics um there is a uh there's a law um that's taking place but um when we when we look at this um and you uh, uh um we look at these laws and um we whether you believe in the law or not, let's say the law of gravity, um, if you were to 
uh, jump off the roof of your house, whether you believe and you whether you d- try to defy gravity or not, gravity is still there. The law of gravity is still present. And unless you apply the law of aeronautics, you will crash to the ground. You would definitely crash to the ground. So um, there are laws, whether you believe it in the universe, whether you believe those laws are there or not, or whether you believe in them or not, God created it. God created those things. And so, um, so just as there are laws in the material universe, the same thing is true in the spirit world. Um, and these rules and principles, um, by which the spirit world operates, um, among the more, most importance of these is the one of authority relationships, authority relationships. And these authority relationships are not only applied to God, but they also apply to Satan as well. So Satan understands these laws. He understands these rules and he operates within those laws that God designed. So whoever you give you authority, whoever you give your obedience to, they're the ones that have the power or the authority um, to um, or their authority or their the power is enhanced uh, to to do what, you know, you know what he you know what that person wants or what or they try to get their outcome done that way. Um, and it's through our authority or through the authority that we give them or that in that relationship. Um, you can understand what I'm saying. You have anything, Lord? I think I'm good so You're far. Good. I'm just enjoying the <laughs> the knowledge there. But um, the same rules apply are true for Satan when he is honored and when he's worshipped. Um, um, let me back up for a second. But when we obey God by praying, um, worshiping, and fasting, and living faithfully by His Word, um, you know, as I said before, we grant Him the authority to do what he wants in us uh, and through us. Um, When God is honored, then the enemy forces have to stand back and they can't carry out any of the purposes that they intended to do. So when God is honored, um, the enemy forces have to stand back um, and they can't carry out their purposes and the same goes true holds true for Satan. So when Satan is honored and he's worshiped and he's followed, God set it up where that same thing, he receives that same, uh, benefit, you know, then God's hand, he can't step in until you, because of the authority relationship that you have given to Satan. He says, well, that's the one that's in authority. You've given him that authority to be there. So God stands back. There's nothing he can do until you sever that relationship. Until you sever that relationship. And then he begins to take over. Uh, because now he, now the enemy has to, to stand back at that point in time. Again, back to their relationship between the the father and the daughter and things of that nature. When that father has that authority relationship with his daughter, the, when she walks away from the father, then that relationship is weakened. And then the authority is not there. The covering 
is not there because she's not honoring that authority relationship any longer. Amen. Amen. Um, let's just, for by example, too, let's go to, um, let's kind of, kind of define it a little bit better. Um, the structure, um, of the authority relationship we had, um, even before creation, go to read Genesis one and one. Genesis one verse one. one. Oh, that should be an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up, I remember, um, as a young one in Christ and my been about maybe 10 or 11, that was one of the very first scriptures <laughs> that we were taught in, um, Bible school. So, um, again, I'm reading from the new King James version, Genesis one, one in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so in the beginning, um, before, before creation, here's the structure of, of what would, what it looked like in terms of authority relationship. There was God, um, there was the archangels and then there were the angels. Um, but just after creation, Psalms eight, verse five, um, says this, Go ahead. Oh, Psalms eight, verse five, for you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. And so we see here the structures changed a little bit when man was brought into the picture. Uh, There was God who was the head. Then man followed after him under that structure. Uh, then there was the archangels and with the archangels, Satan was there on that same level. Um, and then there were the angels that fell under them. So we see that, you know, there is a structure here that God had, had set up. Um, and then after the fall of Adam, um, turn to, turn to Luke four. Verse six, and then Hebrews two, seven through nine. Luke four, verse six. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever Mm -hmm. I wish. Hmm. Okay. And then Hebrews two, seven and nine. Hebrews 2, 7 through 9. Mm-hmm. You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor mm-hmm. and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. Mm-hmm. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. Mm-hmm. Verse nine, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels mm-hmm. for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so as we see after the fall, the structure had changed. Um, and who was in place was God was still the head, but because of what happened in the garden with Adam and Eve, now Satan became second place 
under God. And then man fell under Satan. And then the angels fall after them. So you're seeing the structure change a little bit through through the history a little bit. But then it took Christ to have to come and um, come to earth and be, you know, be a man or God man and bring into obedience or have to use his obedience to gain that right back, to gain our right position back. So it took him to come down as a man to do, to be obedient to God all the way through until death to regain that position and that structure. So after the crucifixion, we see in Colossians 2.15, you know, at this point that everything now, you know, everything now was under Christ and has and, and, and it was under his feet. So it put us back into position. You have it. Colossians mm-hmm. two fifteen, mm-hmm. having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of mm-hmm. them, triumphing over them in it. So we see that here that, you know, Christ, because of his obedience, he reestablished that authority relationship um, that mankind needed to have. And he now made a show and a public show and regained that position or that structure. So that now God then us, then Satan again is under uh, is under us, and then the angels um, are under follow under them. And so, what what I mean by um, you know, well, I guess when you look at those, you look at that structure. That's kind of how it, you know, how it how it's set up. And so, um, shoot, we're already at our time. Before I go any further. Uh, I think I'll have to to really stop here so that we have to um, just honor the time. We said we're going to be in an hour. I know we had a little technical difficulty um, for about 10, 15 minutes, but uh, we are going to stay to the hour um, regardless. So we will break until next week. But for this week, just kind of wanted you to understand that... um, there is an, a rule of authority relationship that God has created and that um, it's important that we um, we understand that. So, the, you know, the obedience is crucial to authority. And the reason why it's it's it is crucial is be, it is crucial is because um, um, it, it's there because there's a rule. And that God created in the spiritual realm that empowers obedience. Um, so we are going to pause here um, until next week so that we stay on time. Um, you have something more? Uh, yes. Um, and again, um, we are in our series of the believer's authority. And so it's important to understand and know um, the authority that we have before moving um, forward into um, our next series. So again, these few weeks we are um, focusing in on um, our um, authority. So you've been listening to Delivered Life Ministries, The Call. We want to thank you for spending your time with us and we look forward to you joining us again. Our prayer is that you've chosen to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and that you were uplifted 
encouraged, empowered, and set free by the power of God. You can find us on the internet at DeliveredLifeMinistries.com. We are also on Facebook at DLMINCMD and on Twitter at Delivered underscore Life.